Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right now, joining me on the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books, download the BetQL app. My man Chris Miles from the NBA TV Joining us to talk some hoops right now. What's going on, Chris? Busy day in the association. Yeah, I just heard you mention my man, JR Sports Brief. We used to have him on some of our shows on NBA yeah. TV. Good dude, man. That's it's my a, guy. It's a good dude, man. It's another good dude. Well, look, Chris, I'll jump right into it. Uh, before I got you on, I was talking about how the Golden State Warriors just punked the Boston Celtics last night. What's your spin on the game, and do you agree with my sentiments that they just straight up got punked? Well, the thing is, if you really go and look at these first two games, I know the Warriors lost the first game, but they have won seven of the eight quarters in the series. They were up double digits by 15 late in the third quarter of game one before the Celtics went on that run. And I think that that's really more of an indication of what this series is. I think the Celtics uh, you know, took advantage of a Warriors team that was like, oh, we got this one in the bag, left their took their foot off the gas and couldn't get it back on and that that's not going to happen again in this series. I said it before the series started that I thought it would go five and that the Warriors would win. And even though the Warriors lost game one, I still think it's going to go five and the Warriors are going to win. Yeah. Speaking of the Warriors, what do you make of Clay Thompson so far in this series? I was very critical of his performance in game one. And for me, it was really on the defensive end. It looks as if Clay, and obviously you expect this coming off you know, torn Achilles, torn ACL. It just looks like Clay's lost a step a little bit on that side of the ball, and I felt as if he was forcing some offensively. What's your take on Clay Thompson so far in this series, and are they going to need him to win this thing? <laughs> well, uh, two points. One, they don't need the old old Clay to win this. I think uh, Wiggins, Looney, Poole, uh, GP the second. I think all of those guys. Will kind of, will be able to pick up enough slack, but as every player told me uh, for Clay coming back in January after being away for two and a half years, that he'll never be the same player, but that he won't be the guy that he'll be the rest of his career until next season. And I think that's what we we're seeing in these finals. That you know it's it's as tough as it's going to get, and that he's just not there yet. He's at that he can be on the floor, he can be an effective player, but he's not the same old Clay just yet. Chris, I'll switch gears a little bit here. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention our local basketball team here. They'd throw me off the air if I didn't. So I have to ask you about the Wizards. Obviously, we're two weeks away uh, from the NBA draft, and I was talking to Chase Hughes earlier. I said this is a pivotal season for Tommy Shepard in this front office. Uh, it hasn't been perfect. They've, they've, he's made some uh, blockbuster deals acquiring Russell Westbrook, and obviously this year at the trade deadline, he acquired Chris Porzingis. 
if you're Washington with the recent failures you've had selecting in the lottery, you got to be trying to go out and trade this number 10 pick for a veteran, right? Well, there's two trains of thought. Uh, the first train of thought, and it's what I've been saying for about three years now, what oh. direction are you headed? Yep. And the direction they're headed, I think the most value you can get is moving Bradley Beal. <laughs> that's <laughs> what I've been saying. That like, say it's, it. Well, it just, look, and that's all due respect to Brad, who's about to get the highest paid contract in NBA history, and that they are saying that they're not going to move him. But when you ask that question, I look at the situation, and I go, wait, why are you holding on to Brad when it's been five years of him not leading you out of the first round of the playoffs? That's insanity is when you repeat the same thing over and over again. Now, I understand they're building a new team and Chris Stapps Porzingis and Kyle Kuzma, but Brad didn't finish last season for them. So, I don't know. I, I look at that 10th pick that they have, and when I look at the players that, according to every mock draft, are going to be available, the most interesting thing is the next possible, not saying that he is, the next possible Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, that kind of player you get sitting at 10, this is that kind of draft where I think it's Johnny Davis Jr. There's like four or five players that different mock drafts have saying that they're going to be available at 10. So it's like, well, if the Wizards have 10, they're either going to pick a center that is uh, rated a little bit lower or a shooting guard that is expected to, to blossom. So, like, what are you doing holding on to that pick? So I guess what I'm saying is I agree with you. Either you trade that pick or you trade Bradley Beal. And I think the Wizards would be more likely to trade that pick. Yeah, I'm joined right now on the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app. Chris Miles of NBA TV is joining me right now. And, Chris, I mentioned it was a busy day in the association. I was specifically talking about out over in La La Land. Darvin Ham had his introductory press conference today. Plenty of sound bites and clips to take away from that. But I'll ask you, what was your biggest takeaway from today's presser? And I'll make it a two-parter. What type of impact do you think a guy like Darvin Ham could have on this roster that really is looking at his last shot? Well, for the uh, Lakers, they're hoping that Darvin Ham could have the same, you know, initial coaching experience that Ty Lue had with LeBron in Cleveland. That's what they're banking on. So that's the impact that the Lakers are hoping he has. And I think one of the most interesting things he said, you know, it's par for the course of, oh, yeah, Anthony Davis, we need him to be more. Okay, you expect that. The last time we saw a Lakers press conference, it was Russell Westbrook kind of throwing the team under the bus and other guys being non-committal to Russell Westbrook. One of the first things that Ham said was, you know, we know he's got a ton of basketball left and we believe in Russell Westbrook. So whether that's not, that's, you know, sweetening up the pot to try to move him or to try to keep him around, I thought that was the most interesting thing I heard in that press conference. Chris, I'll piggyback on that. I mean, he's got this player option. How the hell do you move this guy coming off the season that he had a season ago and the amount of to make the salaries match? What team do you think would be inclined to make a move for this guy right now? Well, one, it's an expiring deal, which always has more value. Same as John Wall right now that we haven't seen in a few years. (laughs) But once it becomes an expiring deal, teams that have a guy that's on three or four years uh, that they don't want, they swap that. You and you've seen that happen before. Um, so that's the true value in having him and keeping his trade value up and not saying negative things. But also, once you get to January, then you could do the buyout and see if another team is willing to pay 8 9 mil to keep the guy for the rest of the year. I.e., like Kimball Walker had that happen um, 
when he left Boston to go to New York, right? Like, so right. those are the kinds of things that you look for in Russell Westbrook uh, and even John Wall to see if they're back on the court and the value that they have in the market. Another team with a head coaching vacancy is the Charlotte Hornets, and they've got an interesting young core there with LaMelo Ball uh, and Bridges and P.J. Washington and guys like that. The two finalists right now for the job are Mike D'Antoni and Kenny Atkinson. We just saw Quinn Snyder uh, get get relieved of his duties and agree to part ways in Utah. Any chance he gets in on this? Obviously, I know it's unlikely, but if he doesn't, who do you see it coming down with between D'Antoni and Atkinson? Look, I think novices will say Mike D'Antoni because LaMelo Ball right. and the D'Antoni system will put up numbers. What has he ever won? He's won games, but like, what is he? What, what championships or finals has he been to, right? And at this age, it's, it's he's been doing for a long time, kind of doing the same thing. Uh, with Kenny Atkinson, I think he's the right guy for the job because he's about defense and discipline, and that's what the Charlotte Hornets lack. I mean, they put up the most points per game in the NBA this season. It's not like they can't score. They don't need an influx in offense. They need to teach these young guys how to play defense and to commit um, to that end of the floor. And I think Kenny Atkinson is the right guy. I think Quinn Snyder might need a break, you know, like a year away and, and kind of because he looked like he's been through the gauntlet. Um, You've seen the pictures presser. on Twitter. You've seen the pictures on Twitter oh. comparing him when he first got there and now. I mean, it just yeah, looks like a different so, um yeah, well, let's be honest about it. I mean, this is a guy who's battled some demons in his life. You can go ahead and look that one up. Uh, so I think as a human, you know, I'm not, I'm not, poke, not going to poke fun at him. I'm going to say, all right, maybe they give this, this guy needs a little break um, to, to, to get his mind right for a little bit and then get back to coaching. I think he's a great coach. I'll let you go on this. We talked about his former team in the Utah Jazz. They're kind of looking – where it's a situation that's been reported, you know, throughout the playoffs and even before that Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell have not seen eye to eye since they've, you know, been together in Utah. Obviously, Donovan Mitchell is the better of the two players, in my opinion. What tough decisions do you see this Utah Jazz front office having to make to make this thing work? Because they've got talent on that team. Well, it's clear they've been told to do a rebuild, uh, starting with Quinn Snyder. So I think if you're a team... Um, looking to get a star, then you throw what you can at Utah right now. Um, I think a team that should absolutely be in that sweepstakes is the Oklahoma City Thunder. They got 37 draft picks over five years. Like, why are you holding on to that? Just send a treasure chest out to Utah, uh, and I'm sure the Jazz will take that back. Um, You know, what's interesting is whether or not Rudy Gobert is going to be available because – a lot of times when we, hear, when we hear about one player, the other player gets moved. And we've seen that with Bradley Beal in the past, right? Like we kept hearing about Bradley Beal and it was John Wall moved for Russell Westbrook. And we kept hearing about Bradley Beal and it was Russell Westbrook moved. So a lot of times what we're hearing is that a team is busy and we talk about the player who seems to be more of a commodity, but what we need to pay attention to is the player that maybe uh, other teams can pry away. Yeah, look at Rudy Gobert and a specific fit for him in Toronto. I've saw that, you know, across the web multiple times. It'll be an interesting offseason, though, for the Jazz. Definitely, like you said, looking like they're headed towards a rebuild. Joined by Chris Miles of NBA TV. I appreciate you joining me, my man. Yeah, no problem. All right. That was Chris Miles joining me on the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app. 
Coming up next, we'll switch gears once again here. It's like we're driving a uh, sports car here. We'll take it back to the gridiron. Ryan Kerrigan recently bought a home in Ashburn, and he's a free agent. I'll tell you why the Washington Commanders would be fools not to bring him in for another look. I'm Linnell Willingham. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Billingham here with you for about another 45 minutes here on The Fan. It's been a fun show. I was joined by Chris Miles in the last segment from NBA TV. He gave us the latest on the NBA Finals and some of the big off-season topics uh, around the association. Uh, the 8 o'clock hour, I was joined by Mark Schofield of USA Today, the Touchdown Wire. He uh, participated in our Twitter question of the night, hashtag Steamy Takes Only. Uh, which sophomore quarterback was in the best and worst position to succeed? I was also joined by Michael Phillips of the Richmond Time Dispatch to kick off the show. We've been jam-packed, locked and loaded, and rolling here. But before we went to break, talking about you can have whatever you like. You know what I like? The Washington Commanders. To bring back Ryan Kerrigan, man. And let me tell you why. It's easy. It's not It's not a rocket science idea here. Right? Last year, Washington proved to me and to you all as the fans, they don't have much depth at the defensive end spot outside of Montez Sweat and Chase Young. And quite frankly, Chase Young coming off a season in which he tears his ACL in Week 10, how can you count on him heading into 2022? Coming off a lackluster first half of the season a year ago where we did not see him take that step forward that we all thought he would, And don't get on me here. I'm I'm one of the biggest Chase Young supporters there are. I love to root for guys from this area. 
guys that I feel have something in common with me. Somebody I can go have a drink with and talk about real life stuff. Because I know what it's like to grow up in this area. It just wasn't good enough from him a season ago. Only tallying a sack and a half in the 10 games that he played in. And behind him and Montez Sweat, who also only played in 10 games a season ago, there just isn't much depth behind these two guys. Give you names like James Smith-Williams, the defensive end from NC State, Casey Tuhill. You drafted Shaka Tony. You drafted William Bradley King. Look, I'll be honest. Yeah, you drafted these guys and you spent capital on them. But last year, that was their opportunity to prove to you, hey, we got this thing figured out. Montez Sweat and Chase Young missed a significant amount of games. And, and their loss was felt. It was. And this is no knock on Shaka Tony and James Smith-Williams and Casey Tuhill and, and William Bradley King. But the drop-off that we saw a season ago when Chase Young and Montez Sweat weren't on the field, it was almost as if this team couldn't generate a damn pass rush. And the style of football that Jack Del Rio and company want to play, they want to be able to play more man coverage. They want to be able to send more pressure looks. You got to be able to get some edge rush if you're going to play that style of football. Which brings me to why I think this team would be a fool not to take a look at the heartbreak kid one more time. I'm talking about Ryan Kerrigan. I'm talking about number 91. Arguably the best pass rusher in the history of this franchise. With respect to guys like Dexter and the Goats. Kerrigan, arguably the best player of the 2000s for the Washington Commanders. He recently just purchased a home in Ashburn. And it sparked the question, does a reunion between the Washington Commanders and Ryan Kerrigan make sense in 2022? Tap in with me, MGM National Harbor Listener Lounge, 1-800-636-1067. Call and tell me what you think about this. Does a reunion... For 2022, makes sense for Ryan Kerrigan and the Washington Commanders. I'll tell you why it makes sense. I already kind of got into it. There isn't much depth behind Montez Sweat and Chase Young. This is year three for Ron Rivera and company. This staff has placed a tremendous amount of internal pressure on themselves to come out and succeed. In 2022, it's playoffs or bust for Washington. Let's call it spade a spade. They call it exactly what the hell it is. If Ron and company don't make the postseason, hell, if they don't win more than eight games, it's going to spell trouble for this group. It just, it, it just is. And I see you there calling in on the lines. Continue to stay with me. We know who Ryan Kerrigan is. He may not be the same guy from an explosion athleticism standpoint, but we already saw that, that phase of his career. When he was last here in Washington, 
He wasn't a quick twitched pass rusher. He's a guy that was a technician. Knows how to use his hands. Had one of the best long arms in football. In 2022, in a season in which Ron Rivera and company must win, it makes so much sense for this ball club to bring back Ryan Kerrigan. And if it's not Ryan Kerrigan, you got to do something here to address your depth here at the edge rusher spot. You have to. Because what I saw last season from guys like Shaka Tony, Casey Tuhill, William Bradley King, it wasn't enough. It's not going to cut it. It's just not. Not in a league where offense is at a premium and you got to score. So what's the most important thing to have defensively? Guys that can get after the quarterback. And you look at the way the great teams are built. You can never have too many good pass rushers on your roster. You just can't. Continue to tap in with me. MGM National Harbor Lister Lines. 1-800-636-1067. We'll go to Rob from D.C. Rob, does a Ryan Kerrigan in Washington Commanders reunion in 2022 make sense to you? No, sir. <laughs> I hate to disappoint you, but I mean, they, I agree with you. They do. They they do need help as far as the D ends. There's no question about that. But uh, specifically, Ryan Kerrigan. I mean, he played with Philly last year. He didn't even have a stat. Man, he played in ten games or more. I mean, he could. He didn't have a tackle. He didn't have a. He didn't have a a, a, a rush. Uh, I mean, he didn't have anything, so I don't think he had a whole lot left. I mean, I would bring him in as a coach. I would do that because I, I think he can relate to these players that we have. But they definitely need uh, some new hands to come in and create pressure. I agree with you on that point. And so uh, that, that's all I have to say on that. All right, buddy. Robert, I appreciate the call, and I'll have to disagree with you. you got, he didn't do much last year in Philly because, if you notice, that is the strength of the Philadelphia Eagles. Is their front four, just like ours is. It equals as the strength for Philadelphia. And I'll say this, if you're not willing to bring in Ryan Kerrigan, you got to bring in some type of help at the edge rusher spot. Let's hear from Dennis in College Park. Dennis, do you think the Washington Commanders and Ryan Kerrigan should have a reunion in 2022? I'm going to have to agree with Rob and say no, unfortunately. I do think they need help from the edge spot, but I don't think Ryan Kerrigan is the answer. You, look, I'd love to see him back. I'd love to see him back in Burgundy and Gold. I just don't think it's going to work out. I think it would be kind of like a, a Washington National situation where they're trying to force in a bunch of guys who used to be used to be factors and not not going to quite get it done. It, it's too bad to see, but I think he's kind of lost his step. 2020, he kind of lost his mojo. And then obviously 2021, as was just mentioned, he didn't really do much with the Eagles. So I just think that we need we need young new juice on the D line, but I don't think Kerrigan's gonna quite gonna quite fit that mold for us. And I appreciate the call, Dennis, but I'll, I'll have to challenge you on his lack of production in 2020 here with Washington. He registered five and a half sacks, and he clearly wasn't playing the amount of snaps that Ryan custom that Ryan Kerrigan is accustomed to playing. He only started in one game for us in 2020. Register five and a half sacks. That, that, that's more than Chase Young registered a season ago. It's more than Montez Sweat registered a season ago. You want to talk about guys not having juice. 
Who's questioning their juice? Let's go to Alan and Frederick. What do you think, Alan? Hey, my friend. No, it's a great topic. It's a great discussion. I think the uh, I do have to disagree with you. Uh, Chase Young and Montez Sweat last year, it, you just you hit the nail on the head before you even talked about this. They didn't generate any pressure. I can't tell you how many times I threw my head at the TV watching Chase Young blow do past the, you know, their uh, left tackle and just not putting any pressure on the quarterback. They played much more discipline when they had those other guys in, and their defense was better. So I, you know, I, I think that those guys are better players. I think that they just got to get you know a, a couple more moves and a little more seasoning. And I think having a Ryan Kerrigan like that on the team to teach them, you know, a swim move, a, you know, dip and duck around the corner, a power rush, something like that, to kind of mix it up, I think would be better. I don't know if it's in a coaching capacity. I don't know if it's a playing capacity, but uh, I, I think that, it could that, only help. And the guy's dreamy. That's interesting. It's the second time, Dennis, I mean, Alan, that we've heard somebody refer to Ryan Kerrigan coming back and coaching. What benefit would he have as a coach? I think the best hands-on teacher you can get is being out there in the trenches doing it with the guys, right? Oh, no, I I don't disagree with you. I think having him out there and playing alongside those guys will help show them, you know, and, and you know his experience. I think could also benefit the team. Uh, but if they're they have younger guys, they want to give a chance to, you know, coaching is the closest best thing to that. And having a guy that had that experience and had the ability to not just bull rush the quarterback, go around outside, you know, be able to do a lot more than just what Chase and Montez were were depending on last year. I think they got to add another dimension. I think he brings that, whether it's a player or a coach. But uh, like I said, I do think, though, I disagree with you. Their defense got better after those guys left, and that's how it shouldn't be. And we got to figure out a better way around that. And I appreciate your call, Alan, and that'll get me into segueing into our next topic here. And I appreciate you guys tapping in with me on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. Continue to do so because when we come back, I'll ask you guys straight up. What would be defined as success for Montez Sweat and Chase Young in 2022 coming off of their lackluster 2021 season? Don't go anywhere. Don't move a muscle, I tell you. Ride with me. Lanelle Willingham here on 106.7 The Fam. We're also streaming live nationally on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Yes, Law. Welcome back. 106.7 The Fan. I'm Liddell Willingham here with you for about another half hour. I appreciate you guys tapping in on Twitter with me at N-E-L underscore B-T-P. We'll read some tweets off here. My guy Ross Rudder was tapped into our last segment where I asked, did Ryan Kerrigan and the Commanders, would they make a good match for a reunion in 2022? Ross says, one thing I think Ryan brings is leadership, which is lacking on the defensive line. He could also help on the field. Now, obviously, all of you that called in did not agree with me and Ross, who think he can still help out on the field. But I think Ross brings up an interesting point. And I think it was Dennis that hit on it. This defensive line a season ago played better with Chase Young and Montez Sweat off the field. And it it pains me to say that. It literally does. It pains me to say that. I'm a I'm a I'm a big I'm 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 as big of a Montez Sweat and Chase Young stand as there is. I played defensive end back in my day in college. I, I look up to these guys. You know, and to hear the sentiments of the fan base regarding these two guys, which are both going to be up for some big-time deals here soon, it's, it's interesting to me. Because the last time I was on here, I spoke about who do you think is the core of the Washington Commanders? And I definitely thought I'd be including Chase Young and Montez Sweat in that discussion. But clearly not, based on a multitude of reasons. Remember that Rams core that won the Super Bowl? He just got paid. Aaron Donald signing a monstrous extension this afternoon. Becomes the first non-quarterback to average $30 million annually on his deal. And I think Aaron Donald just represents everything that this Washington defensive line doesn't have. He's not a diva. It's not sexy. He just goes out and he just dominates people. I wish we'd have more of that out of our guys on our defensive line. Too much talking with the lips, not enough with the pads. That's my issue. Chase Young had the famous quote last offseason as to why he didn't attend OTAs. Said he was making money. I hope he made enough money. Because the way it looks right now, the trajectory that he's on, I know it's only been two seasons. Doesn't look like Chase Young's going to get a second contract from Washington if I had to just evaluate it based off the first two seasons. And 
For Montez Sweat, another guy that hasn't quite lived up to fill the bill of what it means to be an elite pass rusher in this league. And we mentioned Aaron Donald got paid today. Washington's time is going to come. Washington's time is coming when they're going to have to open up the checkbooks for some of the members of this defensive line. And I said it pains me. I was going to say that with no pun intended. Because I think the next guy up to be paid and that should be paid is Deron Payne. Coming off a career season. Obviously, he had that low moment, you know, on the road against Dallas where him and John Allen got into it on the sideline. But brothers fight. Brothers fight. I've been a part of a locker room. I've gotten in fights in locker rooms before. You know how it is. You dap up and you live to see another day. Your brothers. Especially these two. They play college ball together. But they picked up the fifth-year option for Montez Sweat. Pushing back their decision one more year. But with Deron Payne, it's time to make a decision now. And I think you got to look at it like this. You just paid Jonathan Allen on the interior, close to top of the market money, right? Now, depending on this season and how it goes with Chase and Montez, specifically Montez because he's the next up for a deal, and I'm not wishing this upon him. If Montez, for some reason, craps the bed this year, makes it very easy for Washington to be able to move on. I think it makes it very easy for this team to be able to move on from him. Specifically because we hadn't really got got it from a production standpoint from Montez Sweat. We just haven't. Call a spade a spade. And last year, obviously, we know the things he was dealing with. He had the broken jaw. And he had the untimely passing of his brother. Uh, which caused him to miss, you know, majority of the end of that season. Let's call it what it is for Montez Sweat. Going into year four in the National Football League. Has yet to eclipse double-digit sacks. You heard me right. He's going into his fourth year in the National Football League. And has yet to eclipse double-digit sacks. So, as I talked about the trajectory of Chase Young and whether or not he was going to get paid, and then I spoke about Montez Sweat, whether they should pay him. Look, I got to pay the guys who produce, right? I think Deron Payne should be next in line. And yes, you just paid a guy on the interior. But look at it for what it is. On face value, Deron Payne has simply been more durable. He has had better production. And like I said, I played defensive line, so I watched that position with a keen eye. He makes a bigger impact than than Chase Young and Montez Sweat. Deron Payne was the guy on the interior for the last few years, eating up these double teams, allowing guys to get free and rush the passer. It was Deron Payne. And you remember coming out of Alabama, the knock on Payne was that the sack production wasn't there in college, but he had potential to be a great pass rusher because of the skill set that he has. He's a monster in there. Deron Payne played 
great football a season ago. Well, as the callers mentioned, this defensive line not playing in unison and trying to do their own thing, and I'm not trying to just specifically single out Chase Young uh, and Montez Sweat, because from the things I heard, it was a group effort. <laughs> them just not doing what they were coached to do. That there was reportedly some issues, and they took 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 a problem with the way they were being coached by defensive line coach Sam Mills. It was reported that Matt Ioannidis tried to force his way off of the team before the season even started. If you remember, these guys were accustomed to working with Jim Tom Sula before Ron Rivera and company got here. Every member of this defensive line outside of Chase Young was a holdover from the previous regime. They didn't put this defensive line together. They don't know this regime. This regime doesn't know this defensive line like the previous staff did. And those of you who are diehard fans like I am, you know the praise that Jim Tom Sula got for how he handled this group and how he taught this group and how much better he allowed this group to get. You saw guys like John Allen going to bat for Jim Tom Sula. This is nothing on Sam Mills, who's the current defensive line coach. It's just what I'm hearing. It's just what I've heard. It was a technique thing, and I know how that is. I've had different coaching staffs before. I know how it is to get coached by one guy one year and then get coached by another guy in the next year. It's different. It's difficult. It's an adjustment. You're around these guys more than you're around your family most of the time. You want to build a relationship with these guys and have the trust to say, hey, coach, I don't like it when we do it like this. I'm more comfortable when I do it this way. Apparently, it was more of an autonomy. That didn't exist. And I think that was a problem within Washington's locker room uh, a season ago. And I think it may have led to some of the undisciplined play on the edge from Chase Young and Montez Sweat. But like I said, those two guys want to get paid. Aaron Donald just got paid. Everybody that plays defensive line around the National Football League knows what happens to that. Aaron Donald reset the market. Not just for interior pass rushers either. Because Aaron Donald's so damn good, he plays all four spots along the defensive line. So his money's being compared to edge rusher money and interior guy money. Montez Sweat and Deron Payne, they're up to get paid. And if I'm Deron Payne, I, I understand why Payne's asking for a new deal and why he's frustrated and why he's walked off of the field. It'll be something we'll have to continue to watch with a close eye moving forward. We'll stick on the commanders here. I'm here with you for another segment. And we'll continue talking about the Washington commanders. The junkies have been tossing something around for debate Monday through Friday, week 6 to 10. And it poses an interesting question. Who's got more pressure? to succeed in 2022? Is it this defense? Or is it the new quarterback, Carson Wentz?
Welcome back. Lanell Willingham here with you for one final segment here on 106.7 The Fan. I want to thank all the listeners out there who've been riding with me since 6.30. Had a jam-packed show. But before I went to the break, we were talking about this Washington defensive line. And I wanted to wrap up saying this. The next guy to get paid on Washington's defensive line better have the production or close to it that Jonathan Allen had before he got paid. Because we've already got drama in this offseason with Deron Payne not participating in the on-field portion of OTAs for good reason. He doesn't want to get hurt. and He's in the middle of negotiating a new contract with his football team. Look, you're going to have to open up the checkbooks, and it's about making the right decisions on who to pay. That's the difference, right, in this National Football League. Which team can make the right decision on their books? And for Washington, you're seeing it. You're going to have to make tough decisions. Right now, the way it's shaped out, and I don't agree with it for all the reasons I just listed, it looks as if this may be the final season that Deron Payne suits up in the burgundy and gold. He's frustrated. He wants a new deal. He just saw his college teammate, college roommate get paid a season ago. And he's coming off a career year. We just saw the quarterback get $28 million. And speaking of the quarterback, the junkies have been tossing around this topic. And it interests me. You can check them out Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, right here on The Fan. Carson Wentz or this defense? Who's got more pressure on them heading into the 2022 season? Let me break it down for you. This defense severely underachieved a season ago. And if I can curse on here, I'd cuss them out. They severely achieved, underachieved a season ago. The expectations were sky high, through the roof, heading in to last season for this team. There were national pundits on ESPN talking about the Washington football team then competing for an NFC championship on the strength of this defense. And they came out and fell flat on their face a season ago. And and and, and everyone made every excuse in the world for why this unit wasn't good. Oh, they went through a gauntlet of quarterbacks. They had to play a tougher schedule. Newsflash, everybody. This is 2022. There are about a handful of guys in this league who aren't good at the quarterback position. For 17 weeks this upcoming season, more times than not, you're going to have to play a good quarterback. In 2020, I think... It was a little bit misleading. They ended up finishing with a top five defense in the National Football League, but you're doing it going against quarterbacks like Garrett Gilbert. You're doing it 
going against guys like Nick Mullins. You're doing it going against guys like the kid Brandon Allen from Cincinnati. You knocked you knocked uh, Joe Burrow out in the first half of that game. So now you're playing a backup quarterback. This defense must do a better job stepping up to the plate when the lights are shining the brightest. And the same can be said about the quarterback that this football team just acquired and Carson Wentz. Because his falters under the bright lights are well documented as well. We saw the Week 17 game against the Jacksonville Jaguars where the Indianapolis Colts pretty much pissed down their leg. We saw that. That's on film. That's on record. It's noted. But I raised this question. Heading into 2022, who's got more pressure on them? Who's going to be leaned on the most? Because everything we're hearing out of OTA so far is that this offense is electric. The damn social media team just posted a sidearm, a sidearm video of Carson throwing his sidearm to De'Ami Brown and him running for six. And everybody's just up in arms about it. Everybody's thinking we're going to win the Super Bowl. Move with caution. And this is coming from a guy who traditionally doesn't move with caution when it comes to my takes on this football team. Because like I say, every time I get on here, I let you know I'm a fan first. I'm a fan first. I'm a young fan at that. I haven't seen the success. That's why earlier in the show, I said, I don't give a damn about the fight song. Because it doesn't resonate with me. What resonates with me is winning. And I need to see more of that from this football team. And it's going to take both sides of the football to do it. I appreciate the question that the junkies posed. But I'll throw it back at them saying this. They both need to, you know, perform. There's pressure on both of them. Because all the damn talent that Jack Del Rio has on this squad defensively, he might be the one that falls on the sword in the offseason if things don't go right defensively for this unit. Scott Turner just got an extension. This is the first time we've seen him with an actual quarterback. He dealt with one-legged Alex. Can't throw it far, Heineke. I mean, he's dealt with some things. He's been handicapped at that position. So I say the pressure's on both of them. And you heard my message in the last segment to Montez Sweat and Chase Young. You want to get paid? Produce. Aaron Donald got paid today. Became the first player in NFL history that's a non-quarterback to average $30 million annually on his deal. That's the bar. He set the precedent. Meet it. It's a Super Bowl champion. It's what everybody in this organization claims they aspire to be. They got a model for you down there in L.A. how to do it the right way. F them picks. We're just out of time here. I want to thank everybody for joining me tonight. It's been a jam-packed show. I had a lot of fun with you guys. I want to thank Chase Hughes, Wizards Insider for NBC Sports Washington for joining me. I want to thank Chris Miles of the NBA TV for joining me. I want to thank Michael Phillips of the Richmond Times Dispatch. And I also want to thank Mark Schofield of the USA Today's Touchdown Wire. Getting us up. To- you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 